0: Uh, There are two Bible readings this morning. The first from Ezekiel, chapter 36, verses 22 to 24. Therefore say to the Israelites, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. It is not for your sake, people of Israel, that I am going to do these things, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations where you have gone. I will show the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, the name you have profaned among them. Then the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the sovereign Lord, when I am proved holy through you before their eyes. Our second reading is from Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 to 13. And when you pray...
1: Well, good morning, friends. uh, Thank you for having me back. I hope uh, everything went well in the last week uh, with your uh, guest preacher. And uh, that's uh, an exciting time, and I hope uh, it uh, goes very well this afternoon. But as we come to look at God's word this morning, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it speaks to our hearts and to our minds and to our souls. And I pray that you will lead us in all truth this morning through your Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, it was a couple of weeks ago that we started uh, our study of the Lord's Prayer. And we know that the Lord's Prayer is a pattern for all true prayer. Uh, We began our examination uh, with looking at the first uh, phrase, Our Father who art in heaven. And it's not that we merely say the words. It's that we believe that he is our Father and we relate to him as a Father. One cannot really pray the Lord's Prayer without first establishing a relationship with God the Father. Through faith in Jesus Christ, we are born into a family, We are sons and daughters of the almighty God. He is our father. When we begin our prayer with our father, we begin the prayer based on that intimate relationship with God, that of father and child. For God is not some angry judge sitting remotely waiting to punish us or condemn us. He's not aloof or distant. He's not too busy to hear you. He is our Father and we can approach him on an intimate basis. And so having that fundamental awareness of God as our Heavenly Father, we can move on to the first of the petitions. Hallowed be thy name. When we pray, hallowed be your name, we climb to a new level of respect for God, a reverence for his person. He's not, as the song says, a slob on the bus like one of us. No, he is the Holy One. When we address his name, we ascend to the very heart of God himself and recognise him, who he is, and what he's done. But it's a strange word, isn't it? Hallowed. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed is a a Greek word for uh, hagios, which is the word for holy. Hallowed means to be set apart as holy, to be consecrated as holy, to be considered as holy, and to be treated as holy. Most likely the, the most uh, accurate modern word would be reverence. When we pray, hallowed be your name, you're saying, Let your name be holy and revered on earth as it is in heaven. May your name be given unique reverence that is due to your character and your nature as our Heavenly Father. It's interesting if we see the type of worship and hallowedness in heaven. In Isaiah 6, 3, it says, The angels cried out, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the worship in heaven never ends. In Revelation 4, 8, it says, Day and night they never cease saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And every creature in heaven joins in singing, to him who sits on the throne, to the Lamb be blessing and honour and glory and might forever and ever. So that's the scene in heaven where God's name is honoured, where it's hallowed, where adoring worship is unceasing. Interesting contrast then. When we come down to earth, when we begin our prayers, hallowed be your name, we're not just rushing in to the presence of God to demand this or that or the other. We come into his presence, recognising who God is and what he can do. The name of God is always an expression of his character, The psalmist in uh, Psalm 20, verse 7 said, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember or boast in the name of the Lord our God. When we understand that God's names reveal who God is and desires to be in a relationship with us, when we realise that his names invite us to know him. Romans 1.20 says, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. The heavens declare the glory of the Lord, and the firmament shows his handiwork. got an exercise for you. I want you to uh, go through and look at the different names of God in the coming week. We can go from Elohim in Genesis 1-1, the mighty creator. Adonai, the master or Lord. El Shaddai, almighty. And the list goes on and on. Jehovah Jireh. There is so many more and it's an interesting study to go through and find out what these names mean because it normally says the lord who shows this attribute the one who heals the one who is our peace the one who is present the one who is righteous and so when we pray we should acknowledge who god is in reference to our needs The name of God is supremely and fully revealed in the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus said uh, in his intercessory prayer for his disciples in John 17, he says, I have manifested your name. In other words, I have revealed your character to those around me. I've hallowed your name in the life that I have lived. And so when Jesus taught us to pray, hallowed be thy name, he was telling us to make the presence of God real in our hearts. When we pray, hallowed be Your name, you're placing God on his throne in our hearts and in our lives, that he sits upon the throne of our life Just as he does in heaven, here on earth as in heaven. His name is hallowed in our relationship when we put him first, when we look at the things that we do, the desires of our life reveal to others who's in charge. Does your life reflect your master and king? The phrase applies to the friends we make and how we treat them. The habits we have, the ambitions that we cherish. It's the supreme object of the things that we desire. It's looks, I read. The movies that you go to, the websites that you visit, the people that you follow on Twitter or Facebook or Insta, are they honouring? There's a great little ad on YouTube at the moment. It's, there's a, a man standing there and next to him is his mother. And his mother is holding his browser history. And it now says... John's mother will now read them out aloud. And so she starts reading them and he's kind of panicked. Would that be the same for you if I was to read out your browser history? The websites that you go to? Would you be embarrassed? Would you be mortified? Are we honouring God's name in our lives? Is it our chief concern? For what is the scene on earth? Listen to what God says through the prophet Isaiah. Continually all day my name is despised. The scene on earth could, be, could not be any more different than the scene in heaven. In heaven God's name is honoured and the angels worship him. On earth God's name is Despised. This is an utterance of when you bang your finger with a, with a uh, hammer, when someone cuts you off, becomes a swear word. Paul once warned the church in Rome, the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. How we live our lives is important. We are a reflection. How often do you hear, oh, Christians, they're just a bunch of hypocrites? How true it can be. We come Sunday by Sunday to worship, but isn't worship all of life? What do you like when you go to work, when you go to school? How do you play your sport? It's a solemn thing to realise that people do watch us and that our failure to live holy lives, our failure to hallow his name has disastrous consequences in causing the name above all names to be blasphemed in this world. When we pray, hallowed be your name, we're saying, Father, your reputation is at stake in me today. May I live in such a way as to credit your name, as to show people how your love has influenced me, how your grace and mercy have changed me. Through my character, my behaviour, I honour your name because of what they see in me. So when we pray, hallowed be your name, means to ask God to let his name be worshipped, exalted, honoured, that his name may be adored on earth. May his name bring joy, peace, mercy, and forgiveness. It is to ask God to so move and act in the world that people will worship and treasure his name above all else. So know the names of God. He has a name. His name is holy. It's to be used with reverence and respect. God wants us to praise him, to worship him to see this love and joy. He also, as we sang before in the darkness, when there's pain, when there's fatigue, when there's stress, come to him. See his holy name. Know that peace. That we can praise God in the good times and the bad times. That we can rejoice that he is our heavenly father, God doesn't force it. It has to be coming from us. We have to praise his name. We have to know and understand that when we pray. So let's pray. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you that your name is holy. It is a name above all names. It is a name where all people will eventually bow down. But may your name be on the tips of our lips. May it be in the forefront of our minds as we live our lives, as we we go to school or work or play or the shops, when we rest and relax. May everything we do be honouring to your name and bring you glory. Amen.